This is Confessions of a Closet Romantic, a podcast where I celebrate my love of romantic movies, TV shows, books, and talk in detail about why I love them so much without embarrassment or shame. Mostly, this is Poppy, and in this episode, it's all about romantic longing, 500 Days of Summer and La La Land. Okay, lately, I've just been in a mood. Sometimes I just want to wallow. Wail. The romances I read and watch mostly feature happy ever after, but sometimes bittersweet and unrequited feels real and right for the moment. Some of my favorite tropes are all the variations on unrequited love or friends to lovers, That aching, bittersweet state of feeling, those relationships where, oh, the timing's a bit off, the ships pass in the night, oh, but it's filled with that delicious tension between people who click, people with chemistry or connection, no matter what happens at the end of the story. Maybe the connection is inconvenient or not encouraged or one-sided, but it's undeniable. And that gives the stories their power, which of course brings me to 500 Days of Summer. Oh, I love this movie, and I rewatched it recently and just fell in love with it all over again, even though it just makes you cry. So Tom spends the first quarter of this movie digging this girl greatly. I mean, they both love the Smiths and Knight Rider and Bruce Springsteen, And he doesn't just want to be friends, Summer. Why is this kind of connection so hard? Okay, good night, McKenna. He likes you. Why don't you just tell her, Tom? Sorry. Happens every time we come here. I don't know, something about that guy and singing. Is that true? Yeah, yeah, he drinks and he sings and just loses uh, his shit. Not Mackenzie. Um, The other thing? What thing? Do you like me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of course I like you. As friends? Right, as friends. Just as friends? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know, I hadn't really thought about it. Um, yes. Why? No reason, I just... I think you're interesting, and I'd like for us to be friends. Is that all right? Yeah, it's, um, yeah, you and me, we should be friends. Sometimes it's friends to lovers or enemies to lovers and then back to friends. Oh, and the only reason that can be given is life. But honoring these connections, the risk of no matter where it leads, I will follow, makes the best stories. 
I mean, is it any surprise that When Harry Met Sally is one of my favorite rom-coms of all time, and The Age of Innocence is one of my favorite costume dramas of all time? Long ago, I was introduced to a new co-worker at a job, and boom, immediate connection. It was like we dove into the deep end in our first conversation and never came back up for air. We worked in different departments, but just gravitated towards each other. He was free, and I wasn't. Then I was, and he wasn't. But it was all about honoring the feeling of profound, wow, this is my person connection. For me, anyway. We are just going to be friends, okay? Great, friends. It's the best thing. You realize, of course, that we can never be friends. Why not? What I'm saying is, and this is not a come on in any way, shape, or form, is that men and women can't be friends because the sex part always gets in the way. That's not true. I have a number of men friends and there is no sex involved. No, you don't. Yes, I do. No, you don't. Yes, I do. You only think you do. You're saying I'm having sex with these men without my knowledge? No, what I'm saying is they all want to have sex with you. They do not. Do too. They do not. Do too. How do you know? Because no man can be friends with a woman that he finds attractive. He always wants to have sex with her. So you're saying that a man can be friends with a woman he finds unattractive? No, you pretty much want to nail him too. What if they don't want to have sex with you? Doesn't matter, because the sex thing is already out there, so the friendship is ultimately doomed, and that is the end of the story. Well, I guess we're not going to be friends then. Guess not. That's too bad. You were the only person that I knew in New York. I had some of the deepest conversations of my life with this person, but we never even hugged. I wish this kind of connection didn't feel so complicated, often painful, or threatening sometimes. The unrequitedness of it can be exquisite torture, but also feel like you're hanging out there alone, holding the truth of something that will never fit in a sanctioned box. Okay, this scene from The Age of Innocence towards the end brings me close to tears every time because I feel like I lived it. Adam, we can't stay like this. It can't last. I think we should look at reality, not dreams. I just want us to be together. I can't be your wife, Newland. Is it your idea I should live with you as your mistress? I want... Somehow I want to get away with you and find a world where words like that don't exist. Oh, my dear. <laughs> where is that country? Have you ever been there? Is there anywhere we can be happy behind the backs of people who trust us? I'm beyond caring about that. No, you're not. You've never been beyond that. I have. I know what it looks like. It's no place for us. Five Hundred Days of Summer is also about that pure, undeniable connection 
figuring out what to do with it and honoring it as far as it takes you. Or you can take Tom's approach and say, you're not the only one in this relationship. I say we're a couple. God damn it. It doesn't work out super well. <laughs> so you have a boyfriend? No. Why not? Because I don't want one. Come on. I don't believe that. You don't believe that a woman could enjoy being free and independent? Are you a lesbian? No, I'm not a lesbian. I just don't feel comfortable being anyone's girlfriend. I don't actually feel comfortable being anyone's anything, you know? I don't know what you're talking about. Really? Nope. <laughs> OK. Let me break it down for you. Break it down. OK. I like being on my own. Relationships are messy, and people's feelings get hurt. Who needs it? We're young. We live in one of the most beautiful cities in the world. Might as well have fun while we can and save the serious stuff for later. Holy shit, you're a dude. She's a dude. OK, but wait, wait. What happens if you fall in love? <laughs> what? Well, you don't believe that, do you? It's love. It's not Santa Claus. Well, what does that word even mean? I've been in relationships, and I don't think I've ever seen it. Well, maybe that's... And most marriages end in divorce these days. Like my parents. OK, mine too, but... Mia thinks the lady doth protest too much. The lady dothn't. There's no such thing as love. It's fantasy. Well, I think you're wrong. OK, well, what is it that I'm missing, then? I think you know when you feel it. I guess we can just agree to disagree. Yeah. This couple pretending that they're living in the IKEA store showrooms <laughs> in mock distress that everything's broken, like the fake flat screen and the kitchen faucet, is just about the most adorable example of connection to me. And then there's that old dependable rom-com scenario of finally expressing your feelings and acknowledging your epic connection with the person you love when they're getting married to someone else. I mean, almost literally the moment they're getting married to someone else. Hannah! Stop! Let me in! Let me in! Go away, Tom. No, 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 no. Let me explain. It's not what you think. It doesn't matter now. Yes, it does. Why did you come Just here? go. I'll go. Just tell me why. Did you come to my room? Anna, why did you come to the room? To talk about that kiss. Oh, man. Please don't. Don't marry him. All these years, Tom. Don't marry him. All this time. You're doing this now? I know. How can you do this? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Just, just let me in. No, I can't. Let me in. You're only doing this now because you're afraid of losing me. I need someone who's going to be there for me. No matter what happens. Someone who truly loves me. Someone I can trust. I'm marrying Colin to 
See also my best friend's wedding. And then there's the connection with our deepest self, shredded into pieces between those we love and our biggest dreams. The tone of La La Land embodies the romance of that, that half perfection, thrill, and the other half loss all baked in together. If you're a classic film fan like me, the movie The Red Shoes also shows this connection with equally poetic, lush visuals. It is a fantastic don't-miss movie. Okay, it's hard to find a clip with dialogue from La La Land because Damien Chazelle is a genius and the story is mostly told through music and visuals. Duh. But I think the verses and chorus of this song say it all. I felt it from the first embrace I shared with you. connections like these, especially when they become inconvenient or one-sided. I've seen every season of the TV show Sex and the City, but I think this small moment is one of the most memorable scenes in the entire show. Sarah Jessica Parker's line reading in this scene breaks my heart every time. I sat on a bench, alone, in a museum. (sighs) Let's not do this now. I'm tired. I had a stressful day. I'm in this relationship, too. I am a person in this relationship. Have you any idea what it's been like for me here? Eating alone and waiting for my boyfriend who would rather spend time with a light installation? That's what I do. That's who I am. You always knew this. I had a life in New York. I, I had a job and, and friends, and I didn't give all of that up to come here and wander the streets of Paris alone. Okay, I'm taking a shower, and I'm going to bed. And we'll talk more as soon as you... No, 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 not as soon as... Please, Carrie. 
was an accident. I didn't mean to. Oh, my Nicholas. I'm so sorry. I thought I was clear all along about who I am. Well, maybe it's time to be clear about who I am. I am someone who is looking for love, real love, ridiculous, Inconvenient, consuming, can't live without each other love. And I don't think that love is here in, in this expensive suite, in, in this lovely hotel in Paris. It's not your fault. It's it's my fault. I shouldn't have come here. We connect with who we connect with. That's what I love best about romance. The stories show that authentic love and connection are never wasted time that they're always worth the risk. I felt it from the first embrace I shared with you. If you enjoy this podcast, I hope you'll consider clicking share from your podcast app or following me or telling a romance-loving friend about it. Any sound effects you hear are courtesy of the good people at freesound.org under a Creative Commons license. Find show notes with links to the movies and all that I've been babbling about at confessionsofaclosetromantic.com. Thanks to Red August and Elegy, am I saying that right, for your recent Apple Podcast reviews. I really appreciate it. A special shout out to my listeners in the Philippines. Kamusta. <laughs> and oi to my listeners in Brazil. And as always to my dear romance friends and listeners in the U.S. of A. It's so nice to have your company. Until next time, wishing you beautiful, loving connection wherever you find it. So you kept hurting me because she kept hurting you? I didn't mean to hurt you. No, of course not. You're the hero of your love story and the villain in mine. We're just not meant to be together.